wonderful friend, welcome to Fate FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Rita, the South Australian Regional Coordinator for Faith FM, and I'm very happy to be with you today. Thank you for tuning in. Please stay with us for this hour because we have a program which you will enjoy. We have uh, special guests coming on uh, today on this uh, program and uh, you may even be interested to ask a question or to, to send a comment to um, our guest here in the studio and also to David who's coming with us uh, uh, via phone just a little bit later. I would like to give you the number right away now to have it uh, there that you can send a text message during the program. You can be part of this program. And the number is 04-888-808-11. Please don't hesitate to send us a message on this number. And I would like to say hello and welcome in the studio here to our uh, guest, uh, Dr. Ron Nella. How are you, Ron? It's good to have you with us in the studio. Thank you, Nick. Excellent to be here again. Now, Ron, you are visiting Adelaide uh, for this weekend. You just came from uh, Queensland. Uh, Is that where you are located or where you live? Yes, I actually live on the Sunshine Coast. Oh, beautiful, beautiful Beautiful. region there. I would love to move up there maybe one day. But uh, it's good to have you with us uh, here. And um, for this weekend, you are going to speak uh, tomorrow from 11 o'clock, you are going to uh, to talk uh, at uh, Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church, which is on number 10, Amelia Street, Hove. And you have an early, I mean, a morning session there from uh, evolutionist to creationist. And then uh, will be a lunch there uh, and you'll speak in the afternoon from 2 p.m. false teachers in the modern world. My dear friend, if you are in the area uh, or if you like to um, go and hear uh, Dr. Ron speaking uh, tomorrow, uh, this venue, Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church, 10 Amelia Street, uh, Hove, please um, uh, book that or uh, just um, show up there and uh, I think you'll be very welcome and you may even like to stay for lunch there. But Ron, you also you have um, an appointment uh, today actually that's why we may not be able to have you for the whole uh, full hour uh, but the first part of the program we are very happy to have you here because we are uh, talking um, for the whole week we look into this aspect of uh, uh, the church and creation in a post-biblical era. And we'd like to hear from you a few, a few thoughts in regard to this. Uh, and my dear friend, uh, as I just said, if you like to ask a question, maybe, uh, ask Ron a question during the program, uh, the number is 04-888-808-11. Please uh, text us, send us text message to this number. Now we have uh, also with us uh, online already uh, David Alima from Family Voice Australia. I will say hello to David if he let's see if he hears us uh, just to check this uh, the sound. David, are you there? I'm looking forward to sharing with you as the program unfolds. David, it's very good to have you with us um, via phone. And uh, yeah, we'll come a bit later this time uh, with maybe the um, uh, World Watch segment uh, a little bit later. But uh, yeah, stay tuned, uh, my dear friend, listening today on uh, Faith FM Drive Time. 
Dr. Nella, it's uh, it's a privilege to have you with us today because uh, you know it happened to be that we approached this uh, this theme of uh, creation and in a post uh, uh, biblical era. Now you are working uh, with the Creation Ministry International. Just before we going into our program, and we ask a few questions here. Do you have any details even for the evening session uh, tonight where you are going to speak? Because you have an appointment at 7 o'clock uh, somewhere down south here in Adelaide, uh, just uh, around Morfet Vale uh, area. Do you have any details there? Uh, yes. The talk there tonight is the same one I'm giving tomorrow morning mm-hmm. at uh, 11 a.m., and that's on Evolutionist to Creationist, and that'll be held down at the Southern Life um uh, Christian Church on Beach Road. Okay. Um, if you are in the area, my dear friend, listening today, uh, why not make your way there and uh, hear, uh, hear uh, Ron uh, speaking tonight? 7 p.m. start. Yeah, yes. there will be not much uh, time left, but uh, if you are in the area, please do so. Now, Ron, we ask a few questions uh, during the week, and I believe there are, so, there are great questions to look at. Uh, one of them was, uh, what is biblical creation? And then uh, we ask, uh, does it matter whether I hold the biblical worldview? Could God have created the world by using evolution? Great question. Mm. And then just the other day, uh, we pose this one. What do the Gospels say about biblical creation? Today we are going to just touch a little bit uh, on, on this aspect. Can an intelligent person... Hold to creation. Ron, you are um, uh, not a Christian before. For most of your life, uh, I mean, you grew up in a non-religious uh, family. Correct. And, and we have an interview with you before uh, on another program in the footsteps of Jesus. And um, yeah, you shared with us that you grew up in a um, dysfunctional family and um, uh, religion or Christianity was not necessarily uh, something which which was around the house, mm, to say correct. so. Yes. Uh, but you came to an amazing uh, journey when, even though you visited some churches, not because you are interested in uh, religion, but just to please maybe some people. Correct. But... God had other plans with you. Yes. He knew what you will be able to do and uh, where is your uh, walk with him you know, at that stage? And I would like to to ask you at least uh, maybe one or two questions to, to, to just comment on them. First of all, does it matter whether we hold or not a biblical worldview? Uh, good question. If we're talking about um, whether we hold a particularly uh, creation aspect, worldview. we, we yep. accept that, the creation worldview. Um, I, this is a personal comment, mm-hmm. um, and it's a, I think it's a Creation Ministries International comment as well. Let's be honest. I'm an academic. I know that the, the, the biggest challenge I have is not what I know, but what I don't know. And as mm. Christians, we know so little mm. about the fullness of God and of Christ and all the rest of it. So mm. I don't think that if we argue over, over small aspects, I mean, salvation is based on giving your life to Christ. And that's, mm. that's the story. Mm. Um, so, but does it matter? I think it does because I've met many Christians who don't fully accept the Bible and particularly the creation uh, as a as a worldview, mm-hmm. and I again it's a personal experience, but I have spoken at many hundreds of churches and spoken to many thousands of people up 
overall. But I find that um, there's almost a sort of a, a diminishing of their understanding of the magnificence of Christ, of the of the beauty, of the love. Mm-hmm. Uh, if 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 Christ can give His life and die for us and and carry all our sins, that's the greatest miracle of all. Creating a heaven and earth is not anywhere near as significant as what he did mm-hmm, for us. Mm-hmm. That's the miracle. So why do we believe one miracle there? We believe in a virgin birth, but we don't believe that he created the earth and the heavens in six yeah, days. Yeah, that's a very interesting one because, you know, people are tend to uh, find all sorts of um, uh, explanations. And particularly in these days when you just Google there and uh, or somebody may just... Uh, share a thought or a, a view in regard to this aspect of creation and uh, many churches as you said or people in many churches I should say uh, they started to hold this view of uh, theistic evolution that doesn't really portray you know the the real picture of uh, uh, the involvement uh, of God with us and here and today uh, if if we just look at that uh, theistic evolution, that uh, somewhere in time uh, God created uh, this world and uh, then He let it just uh, go through, that that this how to say that makes a a big crack to say so in our relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ with God. Absolutely, absolutely. I just thought I add another point here, which you might, uh, or the viewers, the listeners might find very interesting, is at the moment uh, my wife Julie and I gave our lives to Christ, all of a sudden our science fell into place. Mm. All the discrepancies we were arguing with with each other suddenly disappeared. So to for two scientists then to accept the biblical creation is going, wow, the science does point to it. Mm. Uh, but that's not what we hear in the media. We find the creation message is considered a myth in Wikipedia and, and, and elsewhere. Yeah. Um, so I think from a scientific point of view, it was an eye-opener when, when I became a Christian because all of a sudden all our challenges were removed. Right. And we accepted fully the uh, creation worldview. You, you just spoke about Julia, and uh, I cannot help but just mention this because uh, uh, we talked a little bit about uh, Julia in the um, program which we record with you in the footsteps of Jesus. And... Uh, uh, before you told me about Julia, you, you share about a person who uh, challenged you and brought you into a church. Um, just from this uh, perspective that Julia wanted to demonstrate to you that there is no God because she came from an atheistic background. Correct. And she wanted to, to demonstrate to you that God doesn't exist. Now, at that time, you, you were uh, agnostic. Um, and it happened to be that both of you, I mean, yourself and uh, Julia, you went to the church and instead of um, challenging God or uh, um, finding some cracks, to say so, in the faith, uh, you become Christians, both of you, and you got married. Yes. And you are a team together now, like a, like an atheist and an agnostic. Yes. And I think the magnificent part of that is that it was entirely in the Lord's hands, not in other people's hands. Mm. I mean, how an atheist can take an agnostic into church and both give their lives to Christ. That's amazing. We eh? have to challenge ourselves now <laughs> as to mm. what we're doing. But, uh, yes. Yeah, well, look, look uh, I, I was very impressed, you know, with, uh, with the story. And my dear friend, uh, just listening uh, right now, uh, don't hesitate to send us a message because Ron is going to be with us just for uh, another 15 minutes, maybe, uh, the most. And if you have a question, uh, please 
address it to us uh, today. We are talking about uh, the church uh, and creation in a post-biblical era. And the question we're asking today is, can an intelligent person hold to creation? Now, Ron, you, uh, you are an intellectual intellectual person, I should say. You study, you have some uh, degrees, you had uh, uh, PhDs there. Um, how that sit with you? I mean, can you believe in God? I mean, uh, uh, or was that difficult to believe in God as you were, um, you know, into those studies? Good question. I guess the studies uh, kept challenging me over time, mm-hmm. especially because I was taught in an evolutionary framework. And so that's what I express as I travel the world and taught in universities around the world was an evolutionary framework. But the evidence I kept collecting, uh, particularly relating to floods and landscapes and sediment deposits and even fossils, all pointed to a catastrophic world event. Mm-hmm. And so um, from an intellectual point of view, I was now challenged. And hence, I moved away from being my, uh, sort of a growing up as an atheist into an agnostic because I began to accept that God must have existed because all of the evidence I saw worldwide was pointing to a global flood. Mm-hmm. I thought, well, if the global flood is true and science is wrong, then what else does the Bible say is true? Okay. And, and the rest of the world has got it wrong. And once I accepted that, that a global flood had occurred, the rest just fell into place mm. automatically. I think one of the challenges intellectual people do have is that they are indoctrinated with a way of thinking mm-hmm. that is extremely difficult to shake and can take many years, as it did in my case. And I think I was blessed by the fact that I could travel the world. I could see many examples. So I wasn't focusing on one little location where I could come up with one answer. I was traveling the world and seeing everybody working in similar environments was coming up with different answers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that challenged me. I thought, but if it's all the same features, why are we coming up with so many different answers? There was one connectivity, and that was a global flood. All right. Well, well I mean, you're saying here that uh, you don't need to act or, or ha- just have a, a blind faith. No, I mean, there is evidence there yeah. about God, about yes. the creation. Oh, absolutely. Mm. In fact, after I became a Christian, I raised this with a number of the, uh, let's say, secular scientists who traveled the world with me. Mm-hmm. And they all said to me, Ron, yes, we, we understand what you're saying because we see the same evidence, but we are not going to accept God. And if we do, we know what will happen to our careers. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. we're professors traveling the world. Mm-hmm. And so even secular scientists will say to me today, yes, you're correct, but I can't publish that. Wow. That would, that would damage my career. And so it's interesting that you, you, you see so many scientists, even secular ones, seeing the evidence before them, but for other reasons, they're refusing to give their life to Christ. This raises a very in, interesting uh, aspect and a, a good question around here because many people are looking at uh, some of presentation and examples of people and uh, um, they can be confused they Mm. can be even uh, um, misguided if you like And, and what you're saying here it's very important i believe again i will suggest that um the safe the safest way of uh looking at these aspects of creation, evolution, uh, and all things like that is to really search for yourself, to really find out about what's going on. I mean, 
search all things as the bible puts it you know and take what is good um yeah but because i came across myself with some uh, brilliant minds i would say in uh, in this world who will agree and accept with some of the views and and things which i i shared but they will say you know what but i'm here for another reason or uh you know yes. i'm doing something else and who knows maybe one day uh, who knows you know they let the door open That's very right. interesting yeah well then in your case you come to know god you are interested in nature in particular uh, studying you know as you said floods and and fossils and all other things um which is a great thing because god, uh, nature is another way of uh, revealing god absolutely and uh, we can learn a lot of things from uh, the nature as we can from the word of god or from the revelation of jesus christ from the prophets you know what would you like to say to somebody who's listening uh, right now uh, here on faith fm on drive time when they may have questions in their mind they have they hear all sorts of things you know here and there in the news on youtube or whatever it is what would you like to say in just in couple of brief points to convince somebody that what you're saying what is coming alive for you it can come alive for anybody good question in fact i'll be speaking on that at the events that i'm uh, here in adelaide for i think one of the most important things for us to understand individually is that science is not factual it's not truth which is the way the media presents it now when i refer to that what i mean is that chemistry and and uh, physics we can run experiments we can duplicate them we can replicate them and we'll get the same answers mm-hmm. but that's not what happens in biology or geology or astrophysics and those sort of things we cannot replicate the big bang we cannot replicate the global flood we can't do that mm. what we have in all of those other sciences and particularly in biology and geology and those in hydrology is we have simple pieces of information now here's the problem a scientist's job with simple scattered pieces of information is to connect them together and to come up with an interpretation mm-hmm. the problem then is the media accepts that as the truth as factual but it's not it's an interpretation And so what we have to do individually ourselves is to ask ourselves whenever anybody says anything to us go well can I duplicate that can I replicate that can I run an experiment on that or is that not possible mm-hmm. if it's not possible then you know that that scientist is giving you an interpretation right. not a factual statement that's why the interpretations keep changing because each scientist will add another little piece of data and that changes the interpretation once again mm-hmm. that's why science keeps changing it's uh, it's based on interpretation in all those areas particularly when we're talking about the world and about us uh, because it's not as simple as well it's not simple but as it's not as clear cut as physics and chemistry and so number one, you need to challenge we all need to challenge ourselves and i had to go through that as well And then number two, if you're still challenged by that, don't be afraid to contact me at Creation Ministries International. Mm. We have a Q&A system online and we constantly, even while I'm sitting here now, somebody's writing something to me from another country and uh we love getting those questions. It's all free, we'll answer them. Mm. Uh, it might take us a couple of weeks because we're busy touring and those sorts of things, but we we absolutely have a policy we will get an answer back to every question raised to us. We will find in fact the best person around the globe to give you that answer and so uh you may have a question that i can't answer i'm going to find someone who will mm-hmm. and you will get the answer back so uh first of all ask yourself are you asking the right question 
is it truth or is it interpretation? Yeah. And secondly, if it's interpretation and you're looking for other ideas, then write to us as well. That's wonderful. Thank you for uh, for that, Ron. And my dear friend listening uh, right now, you may have a minute or two still um, available before Ron is leaving us uh, to send us a, a question if you have or maybe a comment. Uh, but do that even if uh, Ron is not with us and we'll, uh, we'll do our best to, to answer uh, that uh, question. Ron, I know that you, you are in a hurry to go to the next appointment uh, tonight because you speak uh, at 7 o'clock down on uh, Beach Road, I think it is. Uh, What was the venue there, the church? Do you remember uh, what venue was? uh, And if people are in the area there, they could still come and hear you. It's the Southern Life Christian Church, which is an independent church at 280 Beach Road. Beautiful. And tomorrow you are um, speaking at uh, 11 o'clock at Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church, 10 Amelia Street, Hove. And then from in the afternoon, 2 o'clock, you'll speak at the same venue, um, False Teachers in the Modern World. And there will be a lunch also, my dear friend, if you are listening and you want to like to go there, make your way to uh, Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church on 10 Amelia Street, Hove. Ron, I know it's time uh, for you to leave us, and uh, uh, I would love to yeah, to thank you for taking a bit of time coming with us uh, on radio, and uh, if it's anything which uh, you like to uh, to say now to our listener, please do that in, uh, in the next 30 seconds, and uh, uh, yeah, I hope that uh, everyone will uh, will be blessed with um, your uh, talks uh, in those venues for the weekend. Thank you, Nick. I really do appreciate being here. I guess a piece of scripture that comes across my mind regularly is uh, Colossians two eight, uh, Colossians chapter two verse eight, which says, "See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world." rather than on Christ. And I think that's the one of the challenges we face in the 21st century is we almost have a new religion called science. Mm-hmm. But the, the Lord says to us simply, see to it, or Paul, you, the Lord through Paul mm-hmm. simply says, see to it that no one takes you captive. That means in your thinking, in your behavior, through what is called hollow and deceptive philosophy, philosophy, which is exactly what the changing nature of our interpretations is. It's hollow and, and often it's deceptive. And it depends on human tradition, which is exactly where we sit in the 21st century. We, re- we rely more on human tradition than we do on the absolute biblical inerrancy. Uh, and that. So I'll leave it on that one. Oh, that's wonderful, uh, Ron. Thank you so much for, um, for being with us uh, today. May God bless you and uh, have a wonderful time here in Adelaide, in beautiful uh, city of Adelaide, the city of churches. Uh, until next time, may God uh, bless you. And uh, we are going to take a short break here, my dear friend. Uh, stay with us. Don't go anywhere. Uh, we'll have a piece of music and we'll be back shortly. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Himself in light as with a garment, he spreads out the heavens and walks on the wings of the wind. He sends forth the springs from the valleys, they flow between mountains, 
birds of the air dwell by the waters, lifting their voices in song, singing Back. This is Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita, and uh, you are uh, um, tuned in to uh, this uh, radio station because uh, we we'll love to give you a gift uh, today. <laughs> and that's not the reason you are 
tune in, of course, but uh, we love to give gifts. Uh, and um, we have a wonderful book uh, uh, today uh, um, called uh, Genesis and Science. Where is the evidence going by uh, Leonard Brand uh, in Genesis and Science? Um, Leonard uh, Brand challenges the reader to approach this uh, polarizing subjects with an open mind and thoughtful consider, consideration and to consider all the options. Scientists who are willing to research the challenging uh, question are testing some of the uh, bedrock assumptions, undergrinding the long-held naturalistic theories of the evolutionary community. All worlds, all views are based on one or more either assumptions. You might assume that there is a God or there is no God, that life arose with or without intelligent design, or either that the universe came into being by itself or that God made it. None of these things can be proved. So, assumptions are always the basis of our uh, worldview. The problem with assumption is that they tend to stand in the way of asking questions. Questions that could alter our assumptions. Now, scientific, scientific research is testing some of the bedrock assumptions underguiding the the uh, the long held naturalistic theories of evolutionary community my dear friend you can have this book in your hands by uh, sending us a text message with the code SA108 and this book is yours please don't hesitate to send a text message to 04888801 and the code is SA108. I would like to say uh, now hello to our good friend uh, David Lima from Family Voice Australia. David, can you hear us? Yes, Nick. Great to be with you again. It's wonderful to have you with us, um, uh, David. And uh, it was good also to have uh, Ron with us from uh, Creation uh, Ministry International. And, yes. uh, yeah, well, I thought, uh, he had some, uh, good, um, uh, good thoughts there and, yeah, challenging thoughts. Uh, I'm not sure if you were able to hear us, uh, all through the first part of the program, but, uh, um, yes, okay, great. David, just, um, before we moving on, uh, what's your, uh, um, view or understanding? You are traveling quite a bit, uh, around and visiting different groups and churches and schools and, uh, you, you have a lot of talks uh, and you meet a lot of intelligent people, to say so. Uh, can an intelligent person hold to creation? Absolutely, they can, because the whole cosmos is full of evidence for creation. So when we look at the, the stars, for example, and the beauty of the cosmos, we see there the handiwork of God and you uh, recognize aspects of his own character through his workmanship mm. in the same way that if, if you and I do a great 
artistic masterpiece or sculpture or we build some wonderful construction, people will look at that and they can make inferences about you and me because our, our fingerprints, so to speak, mm-hmm. are evident in the workmanship. So anyone looking at the cosmos is is overwhelmed by its majesty. Even, even unbelievers uh, look at this and say, this is incredible. Uh, the, the beauty of the cosmos and the complexity of flowers and birds and plants and butterflies, etc., all of these things, they give testimony to God. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was reflecting just the other day, I've got a good friend who, uh, who, who has, for, for some reason, uh, lapsed into atheism. Um, and he's a he's not a young man. He's he's an elderly fellow, really. But the thought occurred to me is that well, you really can't afford that luxury because when you when you see creation, you've got to make an observation about God as creator. But more than that, when we ourselves are creative, and that is, we have children and perhaps even grandchildren, we find ourselves being asked questions about cosmology and the origin of the universe that no atheist can, with an easy heart, answer and say, oh, it's it's all just an accident or we all just evolved. That won't satisfy Mm -hmm. that young mind. And I think there's another indication through that, which is part of creation, having children as part of creation, that there's an indication in that creative process which gives testimony to God as creator. So... Uh, those of us who are parents will have had to tackle these uh, fascinating cosmological questions that little children ask, and we can only satisfy them by saying God made the cosmos. If we if we say you're just an accident, <laughs> and that all of this is just by random processes, mm. um, th- th- this this is most unsettling for children and cannot answer their deep questions, their spiritual needs. Dare I say it? So. We're very big on, on on meeting the physical needs of children and the mental needs. Mm-hmm. What about the spiritual needs? And what does that indicate about the hunger which human beings have for that which is spiritual and to recognize that there is a God behind all of this? That's true, David. So, so true what you're saying. And then, um, indeed, an intelligent mind um, can uh, reason and, uh, you know, look at this... Um, questions which we look at uh, during this yeah. uh, this program and the, this this time together um, on this theme uh, the church and creation in a post-biblical era now uh, for many people um, bible made seems like to to look like an something um, uh, um, not in fashion to say so you mm. know uh, but there are other things uh, and we mentioned here with Ron Dr. Ron Nella um that uh, because he's passionate in uh, you know finding out uh, in nature you know he, yes. was, he was just mentioning he was chasing floods and other things to discover uh, things and settlements and tho- those aspects i mean nature is yes. it's something very important because it surrounds us and god speaks through us all through nature this is true. He's the creator he's Absolutely. the creator and and Nobody can uh, deny that. I mean, there are certain things which you cannot prove, and I think uh, Ron was just mentioning uh, that. But when you look around, I mean, your mind must uh, 
come in action and, and ask some questions. Mm, exactly. Mm. Now, now, children really ask these awkward questions. Uh, you, are, you ask if a thinking sentient person can, um, can be a believer. Well, <clears throat> there's, no one, there's no one wiser than a child in a sense because children are not fettered by political correctness. Mm -hmm. They don't have to worry about uh, university uh, pathways and careers or whether they're going to be sacked from their position as a high school teacher. <laughs> they, they just come straight out with it and ask the question. They put it right on the table. Mm -hmm. Who who made the trees? Who made the stars? And uh, what happens to us when we die? And these these very, very powerful questions are asked by people whose minds are not cluttered by political correctness. So uh, we get tremendous wisdom from children in that respect. And the, the truth of the matter, of course, is that it's not just the Bible that speaks about God as creator. And the Bible is a source of wisdom, but it's not, it's not the only source of wisdom because there are things which we can learn which are not in the Bible. Uh, hopefully they won't contradict what's in the Bible. If they, if they do, there's something gone wrong. But the, the truths of Scripture are backed up by the truths that we read in what I like to call the Book of Nature. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, it's, it's not a phrase that I invented. It goes back a long way. Uh, it goes... It goes right back um, to whenever anyone has made a theological or uh, deductive observation based on opening their eyes and looking. So uh, the Apostle Paul many years ago made this observation. Uh, he's really saying, yes, there is scripture, but there's also the book of nature by saying to us in the book of Romans that everything that can be known about God is made clear through what has been made, so right. that men are without excuse. So you don't even have to have the Bible. In fact, you don't even have to be a Christian <laughs> to recognize that there is a God and that he's created. Now, if you are a Christian, uh, you will be enlightened as to your understanding, but you don't have to be. Um, now, I do encourage any of the listeners who are not Christians to become Christians, to invite Jesus to come into their life and forgive them of their sins. Yes. And... Uh, as, as the good doctor said uh, a few minutes ago, this will revolutionize our perspective on science and various other things. Mm -hmm. But uh, e even the Bible makes reference to those who are not of the household of faith, if I can use that phrase, uh, but nevertheless understanding truths about God. So the Apostle Paul, he quotes pagan poets in the book of Acts, mm. saying, for example, referring to God, in him we live and move and have our being. And as some of your own poets have said, Paul continues, we are his children. So Paul is quoting two pagans there. They don't believe the Bible. They don't accept the scriptures. But they are wise enough to open their eyes and recognize that all of humanity is God's offspring mm -hmm. and that uh, in him we live and move and have our being. So this is Paul's famous speech to the Greeks at Athens, uh, which is in the book of Acts, uh, chapter 17, if any of the listeners want to look it up. Yeah. So, uh, so even the Bible makes reference to the fact that you don't have to be a believer to recognize that there is a God and that he has created. Now, the implications of that are just huge, because if God has created me, then clearly he has a plan and purpose for me. Absolutely. So what is that right. plan and purpose? And the Bible really helps us to unpackage that. 
fascinating question. Yes, that's that's uh, wonderful indeed, uh, David. And you mes- you mentioned um, about wisdom, uh, but even as we look in the Bible. Uh, I will just uh, look at a passage in uh, James chapter uh, 3, verse 17. It says, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be um, um, entreated. Yes. Full of mercy and good uh, fruits without partiality mm. and without hypocrisy. Because, you know, um, yes, there are many people, uh, and I would say intelligent people in this world, but they don't uh, like to open their mind to the Creator Mm -hmm. God. Um, And it says in uh, in the Bible, and I'm trying to think which um, verses that, but the wisdom of this world, it's um, um, foolishness. Passing away. Yes, but the Mm. fear of God is the true wisdom, the beginning of wisdom. And now, as I mentioned uh, that, you know, it's important actually to receive from above. And maybe we should pray, as you just said, uh, my dear friend listening today, if you are not a believer or a Christian, why not to consider that? Uh, Giving giving yourself that chance of... uh, of faith, you know, and believing in God and yes. have the revelation of God in your life. Yes. Now, David, um, if I could just go a little bit uh, on this um, uh, aspect, uh, does the Bible, does the gospel say uh, much about uh, biblical creation? Yes, it's uh, in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. Mm-hmm. So famously in the book of Genesis, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And there's an echo of that in John's gospel. Uh, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Mm-hmm. So we've got this, this wonderful sort of uh, restatement of creation there, which is exalting Jesus as Lord of creation, among other things. But uh, Jesus himself referenced creation, and he said at one point, this is Matthew chapter 19, when the, the troublemakers asked him, various questions, and then his own disciples asked him questions about marriage and divorce, and he said, have you not read what it was at the beginning, where God made the male and female, mm-hmm. and for this reason the man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife? So Jesus is immediately solving theological questions but in reference to creation, and this is such an important point. We, we cannot understand the mind of God and the purposes and will and word of God if we discount creation. So we've got to recognize that he is the creator, and therefore, because he has made us, he clearly had a plan and purpose. So <laughs> the famous the famous instructions uh, are given with, uh, with the Meccano set or a jigsaw puzzle, you know, uh, follow the maker's instructions. And there we see the distinction between knowledge and wisdom, as you've rightly pointed out. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, so you can have a lot of knowledge, and there are plenty of people out there with lots of knowledge, but they are not in tune with God. They're not in relationship with God. Therefore, they, they can't fully comprehend his word and its implications for how we should live. So you can be uh, you can be very knowledgeable but very foolish. And that's an old saying, 
if you educate, educate a devil, you don't get an angel, you get a clever devil. Mm. So <laughs> what we need is wisdom, and that means fearing God, and uh, which is another way of, of respecting God. And if we respect God, that is, we give him place, his right place in our lives. If we receive Jesus as Savior and Lord, then his Holy Spirit lives within us and enlightens us and makes us wise. So uh, we we can get knowledge by science and by uh, the studies of history and everything else, but to get wisdom is another matter. And unfortunately, some of the most clever people in the world are, are amongst the most unhappy because they've never received the gift of salvation and they don't fear God and they don't reverence God and therefore they don't receive wisdom and um, all the happiness that accrues from living a wise life. That's so true. That's so true. And I hope that um, anyone listening uh, right now, uh, they will consider all these uh, things, uh, David. And, um, you know, as a, as wise people, blessed with, with wisdom from above, um, will be able to see uh, God's way in our life. Because God is not hiding himself uh, from us. And we are going to take a short break here, David. Uh, stay with us uh, online. And my dear friend uh, listening today, just don't go anywhere. We'll be back to conclude um, this program. But right now, I have a song prepared for you. Uh, God's care for his most precious creation. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Sometimes his eyes were gentle and filled with laughter. Sometimes they cried. Sometimes there was a fire of holy anger in Jesus' eyes. But the eyes that saw hope in the hopeless, that saw through the Are the same as that look down from heaven into the deepest part of you and me. And his eyes are always upon us. His eyes never close in sleep. And no matter where you go, you'll always be. Sometimes his voice is quiet and we start to wonder if he knows our pain. But he who spoke peace to the water cares more for our hearts than the waves. And the voice that once said, you're forgiven, still says you're forgiven today. Sometimes I'm 
Back. This is Fate FM Drive Time BQ&A with uh, Nick Krita. And over the phone with us is David Elima from uh, Family Voice Australia. That was a wonderful uh, song by the uh, Rochester's uh, In His Eyes. God cares. God cares about his uh, creation, David. Is that not true? Exactly true, Nick. In fact, God cares so much that he sent Jesus. And he cares so much that he has caused each one of us, as part of his creation, to ourselves give testimony in our own bodies as to his role as creator, more than that, as saviour, who will restore us all to life. And if we're in Christ, we will rise uh, into eternal life. And I'm speaking, of course, about the way in which it's built into the very fabric of creation that each one of us must go to sleep and wake up. So we go to sleep at night, and we wake up in the morning, and in doing so, we are rehearsing our own death and resurrection. So when atheists say, well, if there's a God there, why doesn't he speak? Well, he's speaking through not only the scriptures, not only in the person of Jesus when he was walking on the earth, he's speaking through his people, but he's also speaking through creation, so much so that every human being, every, every day of their life, must practice dying and rising. And I just can't think of a more wonderful, practical, daily, first-hand <laughs> testimony opportunity that that provides. The, the trouble is we all throw ourselves into bed at night and then in the morning the alarm clock goes off and we throw ourselves into the shower and rush off to work. And we're not, we're not opening our eyes to see what God is saying to us. But he has caused us to rehearse dying and rising. It's a testimony to Christ who himself mm. died and rose, and it's a prophecy about our own death and resurrection. So I hope the listeners will, will be mindful of this. As I try to be each night when I go to sleep, I try to think about this. And then in the morning when I wake up, uh, pretty much the first thing I say to myself, along with, this is the day that the Lord has made, let us rejoice and be glad, rather than say, oh no, not another day, uh, is, is in fact to say, I awaken from sleep as though rising from death. Right. And so in in every home, in every household, in every person's life, we've got this personal witness as to God as creator and saviour. And because he's creator, he has a plan and purpose. And we are, we are enacting that ahead of time uh, prophetically 
by going to sleep and waking up. Mm, that's uh, that's wonderful, uh, David. Hey, David, our time is up uh, for today, but thank you for coming with us uh, via phone uh, this time. We are looking forward to see you in the studio here again uh, next time. But um, yeah, it's good that uh, we were able to look at uh, some of these uh, questions in regard to the church and creation in a post-biblical era. My dear friend, if you miss some of the programs before when we address some questions like uh, what is the biblical uh, creation does it matter uh, whether i hold the biblical worldview or could god have created the world by using evolution Uh, what do the gospel say about biblical creation and how can an intelligent person hold to creation all these questions you know if you miss some of the talk Uh, you can uh, go back to faithfm.com.au and listen that on the podcast or even uh, better um, if you don't have our FaithFM app FaithFM Australia please download that one from your app store and uh, you're, you'll be able to listen back to, to the programs which we um, we had uh, here on Drive Time Just before we closing, I would like to mention again that uh, Dr. Ron uh, Nella, which uh, was with us in the first part of the program, he will be speaking uh, tomorrow at uh, Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church on number 10, Amelia Street, Hove. And the first session is 11 o'clock uh, from evolutionist to creationist. Then uh, will be lunchtime and uh, there will be a lunch provided. And uh, From two o'clock in the afternoon, false teachers in the modern world. Uh, if you are able to go, it will be wonderful to go there and hear Dr. Ron um, uh, Anella. Uh, also, I would like to mention to our listener that you can request our free offer for today. Uh, remember um, to send us a text message with the code SA. 108 and the book is Genesis and Science where is the evidence going wonderful book prepared for you today uh, David um, I would love if you can maybe in just a couple of words um, have a thought uh, maybe share with uh, with our listener and maybe just pray yes I'd love to do that Nick let's pray our father in heaven we thank you because you have revealed yourself in so many ways You've revealed yourself in Christ. You've revealed yourself through Scripture. You've revealed yourself through those who love and care for us. And you've revealed yourself in creation. And as we look at the stars and admire their majesty and the incredible beauty of all of the plants and animals and all the forms of life that we see in the world and... Uh, As we, as we gaze upon them, we thank you that we have that sense of wonder. We thank you that children seem to understand this better than so many of us, that they will therefore say, well, who made it? Mm. Where did it come from? And we thank you, Lord, for putting in the hearts and minds of little children such a, a thirst for the truth. I do pray for each listener that each would respond in faith now, recognizing that you are creator more than that also savior, and that as we place our trust in Jesus, that you will bring us into your family and into all of eternity. This we pray in Jesus' name. 
Amen. amen, amen. Thank you, David, again. Uh, God bless you. And my dear friend, uh, that's all from us uh, today. But please join us again next time because we are going to talk about uh, uh, relevant or redundant uh, Ten Commandments in the post-biblical world. And the first question I go- we are going to ask is, uh, could Ten Commandments be God's gift to humanity? I believe that will be a wonderful uh, program also. You can request our free offer for today. Uh, remember um, to send us a text message with the code SA108. And the book is Genesis and Science. Where is the evidence going? Wonderful book prepared for you today. May God bless you. Continue to walk in the footsteps of Jesus. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.